What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. A lot of good stuff happened yesterday, but also some sad news. I'll start with the sad news. Justin Verlander is going to be undergoing Tommy John surgery. He announced it yesterday on his Instagram. He made a post explaining that, um, you know, he was hopeful to return to competition this year, but during a sim game he just threw, the injury actually got worse. So it was recommended that he gets Tommy John surgery. Verlander is obviously probably the best pitcher in the game when he's healthy. Well, last year, you could argue that he was the best pitcher in the game last year, won the Cy Young. First ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, you, you can't replace him. You absolutely can't replace him. But the consensus from the doctors was that he had a torn UCL. That means Tommy John surgery, which means a 12 to 14 month recovery. So that means he's going to miss all the next year. That's what it means. Um, so the Astros are obviously going to rely on Zach Greinke to be their number one pitcher in the playoffs with Lance McCullough Jr., Jose Urquidy, Framber Valdez, and Christian Javier in the rotation mix as well. That's a far cry from what the Astros had last year with Verlander and Cole, who finished one and two, and then Greinke as their three. And then, you know, the Jose Urquidy's and, and guys like that filling in in the back. But... For Verlander, he's not going to attempt to become the 10th known pitcher to come back from Tommy John after getting the surgery at age 37 or older. Um, there's a chance he's thrown his final pitch for the Astros because he's going to miss all the next year, most likely. He's going to be a free agent heading into 2022. So, you know, he signed a two-year $66 million contract extension with the Strohs before 2019 that was set to keep him in Houston through 2021. So next year is the final year of his contract. So it's possible that he's thrown his final pitch with the strokes. And um, yeah, this dude's getting the surgery at the age of 37. But last time we saw Verlander on the mound, maybe not last time, because earlier this year he did get hit around. Like I think he had one start or two. But last year, I mean, it was a guy that we were always talking about how is he getting better with age? He enjoyed one of the best seasons of his career in 2019, where he was just absolutely filthy. So it's unfortunate news. And, um, I mean, he said earlier this year he wanted to pitch until he was 45 and perhaps take a shot at 300 career wins. But um, he's going to have to chase those goals despite having made just one start between 2020 and 2021. That's tough. Yeah, because he had, had just one start earlier this year. But he did reach 3,000 career strikeouts. Um, you know, he did also strike out 300 batters for the first time in a season. So that was, I mean, he did that in 2019. So uh, tough news, but um, I'm sure Justin Verlander will come back strong from this because that's the guy, kind of guy he is. Uh, he's able to, I mean, he's had injuries in the past. Um, I think it was, what was it, like a, I don't even want to spe I forget what it was, like a back injury or something when he was in Detroit that he has, his numbers were really rough for, or a core injury. His numbers were really rough for a couple of years there. But then um, he, he bounced back in a big way when he came over to Houston. In other news, the Minnesota Twins have clinched a postseason berth. They, they will be returning to the postseason. They got an 8-1 to one win at Wrigley Field last night, and now they could turn their eyes to October. So second straight year in the playoffs for Rocco Baldelli's Twins. And 
yeah, Bomba Squad 2.0. Uh, that's that's what that's what they're let's let's call them that this year. They were the Bomba Squad last year because they led the major leagues in homers. But I mean, so right now, so far, um, obviously they're hitting the ball. But even on the mound, they're they're led by Kenta Maeda. This dude, they traded for him. No one really expected him to be as good as he's as he's been this year. But he's leading the American League in WHIP, and they have a strong deep bullpen. So they their pitching staff as a whole entered yesterday with the second highest WAR in baseball per FanGraphs, with the fifth best ERA and the third best FIP. So we saw them throw four scoreless innings out of the bullpen yesterday, including six strikeouts from Matt Whistler, who they got off waivers. So, you know, good bullpen day for them. Um, and a five-run seventh inning was just what the doctor ordered as they defeated the Cubs by a score of 8-1. to one. Josh Donaldson, back in the lineup after being ejected the other day, hits a solo homer. Um, Eddie Rosario, RBI single. Miguel Sano hit his 13th home run. The AL Central is still up for grabs. I mean, the Twins did clinch the postseason. With, they have the number five seed, but they are still, you know, wrestling with the Yankees for home field advantage in a wild card series. Um, the Twins know their work isn't over. Obviously, they want to win their division, but the White Sox and are probably going to do that. So the next best thing would just be to have a better record than the Yankees so that they could get home field advantage for that wild card matchup. Kyle Lewis is making his case for AL Rookie of the Year, bolsters his bid with his 11th home run of the year yesterday against the Padres, the, the Mariners. The Mariners um, actually defeated the Padres yesterday, you know, 4-1 to one victory in San Diego. This game is being played in San Diego because of, you know, the smoke and weather conditions in Seattle. But Kyle Lewis... Yeah, another great catch. Although he cooled off a bit this month, going 9 for 51 with three homers in 15 games, he still had a strong 286 with a 380 slugging, sorry, 380 on base, 44 slugging with 28 ribbies on the season. Made another nice catch in center field. I mean, it's going to be him or Luis Robert. Um, these guys have been great. And then Justice Sheffield was great yesterday. He's also technically a rookie. Six innings, one earned run, five punchies against a good Padres team. And um, so... Good things happening in Seattle for the kids up there. The Yankees won their 10th straight game. Uh, you know, they're, they're padding their record by playing against a bottom feeder team, being the Red Sox. My Red Sox uh, got pounded yesterday by a score of 8 to nothing at Fenway Park. Jay Happ dazzled with eight scoreless innings. Clint, Fl- Clint Frazier homered and hit three RBIs, and, and sorry, and, and drove in three runs. Um yeah, Hap just pitched a gem. Four hits in 113 pitches, walking none, striking out nine over eight scoreless. He was just great yesterday. And, yeah, two-run bomb from Clint Frazier, Luke Voigt, RBI single. Yankees are clicking on all cylinders. Ten straight wins is a lot. It is, a, even in a normal season, in a 162-game um, season, a 10-game win streak is, is crazy. So the equivalent of that in this season is a 27-game win streak. Because you have to multiply everything by 2.7 to get the impact it would have in a 162 season. So Yankees are firing, firing on all cylinders. They figured out whatever they had to figure out. Their guys are healthy now, at least the big big bats, Judge and Stanton. Hopefully they can stay healthy and be ready to go as the calendar turns to October. 
Speaking of October, the Marlins are still in the hunt. Yes, they are. They got a 73 win against the Nats yesterday. And I mean, they, they did it with a 15-hit attack. Miguel Rojas, three hits, fell a triple shy of the cycle. Garrett Cooper, two-run shot. Lewis Brinson, double. Bryant Anderson, two singles. I mean, and these are all off the bat, like, at 100 miles an hour plus. They were just laser. It was a laser show at Marlins Park yesterday. Uh, they were finding the barrels, and the Nats pitching staff wasn't fooling anybody. But Miami, you know, they're still, they're still um, one uh, – sorry, a half game in front of the Phillies. Um, so that keeps them in front of the Phillies, and they're in the second-place spot in the NL East. And as we know, the top two teams in each division division automatically qualify for the postseason. So they're still hanging on with nine games remaining. They're trying to end their 16-year playoff drought. That's the longest in the National League. They actually haven't even been to the postseason since they won the World Series in 2003. So Marlins are, are surprising everybody this year, and good things happening in South Beach. The White Sox, my goodness. So talk about, I mean, not really surprised. We expect them to be good, but I, mean, I don't know if we expect them to be this good. They're dangerous. Five home runs yesterday against the Reds. They went back to back to back. So we've seen them hit four consecutive home runs before this year. Now they hit three consecutive home runs yesterday. Tim Anderson, again, was, was a monster. Two home runs leading the team to a 5 to nothing win. And, um, I mean, yeah, Tim Anderson is, is special. He's, he's special and uh, led the league and led the major leagues in average last year, and he's flirting with it again this year. Jose Abreu homered. Uh, Dallas Keuchel returned to the mound, and um, so he actually was pretty solid. I mean, seven punch outs, allowing four hits over four scoreless frames. I mean, he just threw a lot of pitches, 75 pitches, walked three, but he did strike out seven so you know getting getting in his groove getting in his groove i mean you don't give up any runs it's always a good thing for a pitcher but coming off the injured list uh white Sox are happy with what they're getting from dallas keigel this year and he'll continue to be a huge part of the rotation as they get into october but white Sox are a problem keep an eye on them as we get into the postseason their rebuild is is completely done so that's going to do it for today if you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.